Hi, I'm Ellie Krieger. This month, I'm revisiting favorite episodes to help you get the most out of the holiday season with one real good things that focus on finding balance, staying healthy, and fostering connections with loved ones throughout this busy and festive time of year. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to One Real Good Thing, where we dive into one thing you can do today to propel your life in a healthy direction. I'm Ellie Krieger, and in this episode, I'm talking with the incredible Ann Taylor Pittman, a longtime food writer, food editor, and recipe developer who has won two James Beard Foundation Awards. She was at Cooking Light Magazine for 20 years, where she rose to oversee all food content, as well as the operation of the test kitchen, developing thousands of gold standard healthy recipes. She is also the author of Everyday Whole Grains, and she now writes and creates recipes for food and wine, Southern living, and more. She joins us today to help us enjoy the holiday season with a healthy balance. Her one real good thing, focus on fresh. And Taylor Pittman, I have admired you for so long, and I love your work, have loved it for so long, and we finally got to meet in Birmingham, and I adore you, and I'm so happy to have you on One Real Good Thing. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. You really make me feel welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I love your One Real Good Thing, and I think it's so important, and of course it resonates with me because pretty much all of your work does, but your One Real Good Thing, and I asked you specifically, what's your One Real Good Thing for the holiday season? And you said, focus on fresh. So focus on fresh for the holidays. Why is this your one thing? What is it about that? So what I've found over the years, now I'm from the South. You can probably tell by my accent. Um, you know, during the holidays, there's a lot of indulgent eating, which is, which is great. And especially, you know, I don't want anyone to deprive themselves of that, especially if there's one day of the year where you get to enjoy, you know, these family traditions. But what I found with myself, and now that I'm a little older in my 50s, um, is if I eat that way all through the holiday season, I just feel gross. I feel heavy. I feel sluggish. I feel slow, like mentally and physically. And I just hate that feeling. So I, you know, in my own life and with my family and with my extended family, I've just started incorporating more fresh foods into our holiday celebrations. And at first, you know, people would laugh and say, oh, you know, it's Anne from Cooking Light bringing a salad to Thanksgiving, to a Southern Thanksgiving. Shocker. It's a (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, what was wonderful was that whenever I did that, it would get completely eaten. Every single leaf, every single bit. And it's because in the context of, of one meal, Um, certainly where there's so many indulgent kind of heavier dishes, you need something fresh. You crave that. You need that balance. You need that just so that, so that you don't, you know, have to be rolled away from the dinner table. So, you know, when you expand that over the kind of the holiday season, it's a way to just kind of balance everything so that you can have your indulgences where, where you want to enjoy them and you should enjoy them, but also you can just have a little more balance. Yeah, I totally agree. And I have some examples of my own to share. And I think one of the things we're really going to get into here is how to be the one to bring the salad. 
but make, or the vegetable platter or whatever, but make it so it's like mind-blowingly beautiful and delicious and fabulous that it's not this lame. The problem is so often a salad or a veggie platter is just boring and lame. So we're going to be the not boring, not lame people who bring the vegetables and they're going to get gobbled up. And I, I think that's what, you know, we'll dive into that for sure. Cause I know you have a ton of ideas for us for pretty much every aspect of the meal from apps to desserts probably. Um, but I know this was the same true for me um, going to my husband's family in Michigan for the holidays. And it was just like meat and cheese, meat and cheese, meat and cheese, and then like creamy dips. And, and it just not only from a nutritional point of view, because you do wind up after a week's of this feeling not great, but also from a culinary point of view, it's really interesting that I think, so Thanksgiving's coming up and I think having something fresh and crisp is like critical from a culinary point of view to have that textural contrast and that, that layer of contrast that you want something actually bright and fresh at the table, not only just because it's good for you and better for you overall, but because it actually helps from a culinary perspective, breaking up the, dare I say, like monotony of like creamy richness. Um, because yeah, you want something to contrast that just from a, a palate point of view. That's so true. You really need that balance. You know, when everything's creamy and cheesy and rich and soft, <laughs> you know, you want something crunchy or and or juicy and, you know, shiny at like, you know, all these things that like that a fresh salad, it doesn't have to be a salad, but a salad's a great example, something that that can bring to the meal to the meal to sort of balance in all the ways. Yeah. So like when you say fresh, basically you mean that's a kind of code for produce, right? So vegetables and fruit, so fresh vegetables and fruit, bringing that to the table. So if we're going to make a salad, let's just like get there for a second, zero in on that. If we're going to make a salad for the holidays, how do we make it so it's fabulous and not boring, right? right. How do we because do that? What are some be. things? Yeah. You are absolutely right. No lame salads. You know, if this is Thanksgiving or, you know, Christmas or whatever holidays, you know, traditions you celebrate, the salad needs to be celebratory too. So, you know, my thing that I've always focused on and it brings everything together so nicely is, is the way it looks. Because if a salad looks lame, you're not going to get buy-in. No one's going to eat it. Why would they? You know, you're not excited by it. No one else will be either. So I want a salad to be pretty. I want it to look enticing. And so I like to use a lot of color, a lot of different types of interesting produce. So like, so one of my favorites at the holidays, lacinato kale, the beautiful dark green bumpy leaves look interesting. They're really pretty. And then when you pile into a salad like that, things like pomegranate arrows or persimmon slices or watermelon radishes, all of these colors are like putting jewels on the salad and it just looks good. People will say, oh my gosh, you know, that's such a pretty salad. And they're, they're more willing to try it. And then of course, once they do, and you've got interesting produce, not just, you know, lame, boring produce, but you have interesting produce in there, then, you know, people will love it. I, I'm telling you, if I can pull this off in South Mississippi, anyone can. 
Anyone can get buy-in. <laughs> totally. I love that too. I love to use those dark greens. So even if it's not kale, even if it's spinach um, or a dark yep. or arugula or whatever dark green you like, that's really lovely with, like you said, something bright and fresh and crunchy and crisp and juicy like fruit. Like I love the po- pomegranate just seems like it almost looks like a decorated tree when you do yeah. like the pomegranate and the dark and the dark green leafy. And then sometimes I'll put in roasted squash or roasted sweet potato in the salad too. So then you get that orange glow as well. Um, so that's nice. And then maybe some sprinkle of pumpkin seeds or nuts to make it crunchy. And it does, it looks like a decorated tree. It looks it super festive. It's super seasonal and everybody it's enticingly delicious and everybody kind of wants some. Right. And people, you know, a lot of times you'll find out that, you know, you and I, we're in the food world and um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are too. And so things like persimmons may not be that new to us, but to most, maybe not most, to many people, it is something new to experience. And so you're expanding their palates. And when you put all these things together that are in season together, that you like, when you put them together, they taste great together, just naturally. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. I think um, one of the nice things to do also with a salad is to mix those fresh ingredients with fresh roasted, like roasted grapes or roasted um, cauliflower in, you know, tossing that in to a a fresh green salad is a really nice kind of textural thing that makes it interesting too. Okay. So let's, so let's go to like appetizers. So one of the things I do at my meat and cheese in Michigan fest, which I love, by the way, absolutely love it. I love my Midwestern Christmas with my family and with my extended family. And I, I love the food and I love cheese and, and like sausages and stuff. Um, but it's, then I would be the one, of course, just like you to bring the vegetable platter. And I was like a little nervous at first, you know, new to this and new to this community. When I first met my husband, we were married 25 years now, but, um, I brought the vegetables and I was really blown away that it got eaten before anything else on that buffet, anything else. And what I did was my secret sort of thing is to make a vegetable platter. That's not just like taking baby carrots out of a bag and throwing it on the tray, but I made like an avocado herb dip, kind of like a green goddess dip. And then I put that in the center and then I surrounded it with green and red vegetables, kind of almost shaped like a beautiful holiday flower. And then I blanched. I think this is really key blanching certain vegetables. So blanching the broccoli, blanching the green beans, blanching the asparagus and it makes, or, and the cauliflower, it makes a world of difference. It really elevates a platter so much. And then thinking of it in terms of color and the visual impact of the whole thing. And it really got gobbled up first. I'm not kidding. And I was I was a little surprised because I thought I was going to get some flack <laughs> for bringing the vegetables, but no, everyone loved it. Well, I mean, you know, those kinds of crunchy, fresh things are just irresistible. And I love that you brought up blanching because that is <laughs> so key. You know, raw broccoli, which has its place. It can be kind of hawky on me. I have yet to find its place. Tell me its <laughs> place because I, I do not never, I don't want the waxy raw yeah. broccoli ever, really. So, right. it, so like, let's talk about blanching. So explain to people how we blanch things. So you bring a 
a large pot of water to a boil and just toss in your vegetables for as little as like 20 seconds. If you just need just a quick little, just you're not really looking to cook them. What blanching will do is just sort of um, preserve the color and remove that sort of chalky, waxy kind of exterior texture um, from the vegetables. So you um, boil them for, like I said, just a few seconds up to, you know, maybe a minute or two. And then you remove them from the boiling water, plunge them into ice water so that they stop cooking. You don't want them to continue cooking and get mushy. That's not what you're looking for. Um, And then you'll just have this perfect, beautiful, you know, vegetables that you want to eat. Sugar snap peas, like those are great blanch too, just for a few seconds, just, you know, to get that, yeah, that waxy chalkiness um, out of them. And And from a nutritional point of view, you might lose like a little bit of the water soluble vitamins, but they're really not in much prolonged contact with water. So I don't think it's really an issue. And actually it makes it so much more enticingly delicious. And one thing about nutrition is that it's not really nutritious if you don't eat it. (laughs) So so if it makes people sort of like, oh my gosh, what did you do to this broccoli? I put it in boiling water for one minute. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But um, so it, it makes it taste so much better. And so it makes it in a way more nutritious in that way because people are more apt to eat it. That is such a good point. Yep. If you don't get buy-in, you're not, you're gonna, you're just not gonna be successful. You know, your sad little veggie plate will sit there, unfortunately, untouched. Um, so are there any veggie plate sort of tips that you're that you can think of that you know you think people should go with? Well, I just think exploring all the options that we have readily available now, like more than, than ever before, um, you know, just explore what's out there so that you can get away from just celery sticks and, and carrot sticks. Not that there's anything wrong with them if you get them fresh and they're not dried out, you know, and all that. Um, but like Trader Joe's is a great place to go to look for fun veggie plate options. Um, I hope it's okay that I mentioned it. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I love, I love Trader Joe's too, yeah. but the, and, and many people have access to that. So that's great. Right. Yeah. Um, but they have, you know, these beautiful multicolored cauliflower. So it's a little more interesting than just regular cauliflower. People will say, oh, I've never had purple cauliflower. Let me try this. Or they always have these beautiful um, endive assortments with like the green and the red and you pull leaves of those and put them on your platter and they're great scoopers. It's like nature's version of scoops chips. Um, And that was on my list too, to talk about is, and you say endive so beautifully in French. I say endives, but endive, endive, tomato, tomato. Yeah. You catch me on a different day and I'll probably say it. (laughs) (laughs) But I completely agree. And what I love about them, the leaves are, I love that they do come red and green, you know, red and pale, beautiful green, and they can be beautifully splayed out almost like a flower, but also that you can kind of preload them. If you're not doing a dip per se, you can preload them with a little bit of crab salad or um, shrimp salad or something like that. Um, And it makes like just sort of a one bite, you know, something that they can grab like a finger food without even having a dip. So I love those as like a carrier for things as well. So I love that. And I love your idea of the multicolor vegetables. So it just may adds that level of interest that makes such a difference. And there's so many different vegetables that come in different colors. Now I love the purple carrots. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, those are pretty widely available now. So if you see these, just snap them up, you know? Right. And even like multicolored cherry tomatoes, you know, it's just taking it to the next level so that people are just more interested and it's more fun and it's definitely delicious. And you'll get that buy-in that you're looking for. And all of that. And it's just healthier. I mean, we're all going to feel better if we're eating more fresh vegetables throughout the holiday season. And to your point in the beginning, and I just want to drive this home, it's not to say don't eat the other stuff. It's almost like creating a balance with the other stuff. So it's like looking at the whole plate and saying, yes, of course, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat plenty of latkes on Hanukkah and they're going to be fried. And my dad's coming to New York to make them. And I'm not going to change a thing about it. And I'm going to love every minute of it. And I'm going to eat them with sour cream. <laughs> I like sour cream and applesauce on mine. So I'm going to do both. Um, but I'm going to have a big salad with that. And then we usually have some kind of great like chicken or salmon or something. So it becomes a balance. And not only do I want that from a culinary perspective and from a health perspective, it just, it just tastes better when, it's all, when you have that combination. I agree. Um, so when I, so I, when we're talking about these veggie trays, I wanted to bring up the tip that um, I think is sort of like a food stylist secret. So at, when, once you get your tray, when you said don't get dried out carrots, and I think this is part of the secret, you know, once you get your tray all assembled, if you're not going to serve it for a little while, or you get your vegetables pre-assembled, you cut them and put them in on the tray, take a paper towel and make it damp and spread that out on top of all the vegetables and then cover it and refrigerate it. But keeping that moist paper towel over it, that is the food stylist secret. Am I right? That is so true. That is so true. Like when you start with something, I've made I made this mistake only once, but like you cut into a watermelon radish. It's one of my favorite ingredients to use anywhere, everywhere, all the time. And it's so beautiful. You cut into this radish and it has a striking, beautiful, almost tie-dye looking fuchsia color inside. And if you cut it too far in advance, it will kind of dry out and start getting these almost like dry fissures or like cracks almost in it. And, um, but not if you use your food stylist trick and, and cover it with a damp paper towel. That's, that's so good. And that way you can make everything, get everything ahead, ready ahead, which is so important when we're busy during the holidays, you can kind of take care of your stuff and just know that it's going to hold up really well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I love water, watermelon radishes also one of my favorites. I find I can only really get them from my farmer at the farmer's market. I find they're a little bit hard to find. If you see them, snap them up. If you haven't tried them, they really are like magical. They just, when you open them, they're like just this incredible burst of color. I happen to, um, peel mine just a little tip because I find that the outside is the bitter part and the inside's quite sweet. So if you're sensitive to like a harsher radish flavor, then peeling the outside of the watermelon radish makes it a lot more mellow. That's a good point. That's a good tip. Now I was going to bring up just, you know, as we're talking about munching on vegetables and like a vegetable plate um, as an appetizer, you know, I want to bring up for me, I have a, fair amount of social anxiety and at holiday gatherings or big family gatherings, I will nervously just eat and drink. Um, and so if I, if I try to go in with a strategy of, Hey, let me just crunch on something fresh and, and, you know, something like the, this vegetable tray, I will feel 
so much better at the end of the night than if I'm just mindlessly, nervously munching on something else. Like chips or something like that, that doesn't even feel that special. Like, right. Yeah. Right. You can have that anytime. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And that's why it's good to be the one to bring because then you know you can count on it being there. So if you're asked to bring a go-to, definitely go for a vegetable platter, but make it a gorgeous one. Um, And then using those endive as like loaders for different things, different salads and things. And also another one I love is cucumber cups. I love to cut cucumber and scoop it out into little cups. And that's another little bite-sized, you know, fresh item that you could have. And you could put like maybe a little feta inside or something to, you know, make it really special and a little fed olive tapenade thing. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm creating a recipe. I right? <laughs> <laughs> love it. It sounds, and it's, and it's so cute. It's, you know, it's so adorable and easy to pick up and easy to eat. Yeah, yeah totally. Okay. So let's segue to like side dishes. So I know for right now at Thanksgiving, I personally, I love all the, all the traditional Thanksgiving, like really rich foods and, and, and going into the rest of the holiday season too. I love those casseroles and gratins and all those things that I don't normally eat throughout the year. But even at the Thanksgiving dinner, one of the things I absolutely love is just simply steamed green beans, just crisp, bright, maybe with some almonds and a little dried cherries or something, but like basic right. because it, it's like a relief from all the richness. Absolutely. And it's, you know, from a, from a visual perspective, it's going to add color to your plate so that it's not all brown town, which look, brown town is delicious. I don't get me wrong, but you know, when you're wanting to Instagram your Thanksgiving plate, you want to have a little color on it. But also, like you said, it's, it's a wonderful respite from the rest of those heavier, um, starchier dishes I think like, you know, just some simple roasted Brussels sprouts are just wonderful. You know, keep them a little bit, maybe for me, I like them a little more crisp, tender than, than tender, Um, you know, and, and throw on some dried cranberries, like you suggested, some of the pomegranate seeds, just something to dress it up a little bit. Um, And that could be really, really beautiful. I also love to do like a whole grain pilaf or salad with some crunchy, fresh touches, like some chopped fennel and even like chopped fennel and chopped green apple, like is a wonderful combo and, and just something nice and different to have on your plate. Oh, I love the idea of apple and fennel. I've never really thought of that. I did a beautiful salad with nectarine and fennel, um, which I loved, but apple and fennel sounds great together. Okay. I'm, I'm in on that. I'm trying that. <laughs> it would make a nice salad. Just the two of those things kind of tossed together. Absolutely. But I, I love, love it. When I'm making a salad to kind of, um, or, you know, it could be a side dish too, but particularly in, particularly in salads, I love to slice things really thinly so that you get almost like movement in your salad. It just looks so pretty. And, and, you know, it kind of makes things feel a little more delicate and more special. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you bringing up a good point, really, or maybe inadvertently, that you don't really need to have lettuce in a salad to make it a salad that we can really look toward just like doing some sliced crisp vegetables. Um, Maybe I love even very thinly sliced uh, julienne, like um, celery root would be nice. It's beautiful with apple and like a lovely dressing. Um, So things like that as well. You can make these salads and even grains in your salads. Beautiful too. That's a really nice 
um, alternative as well. And very holiday feeling with the color. And right. I think with fruit too, I mean, um, just putting, we typically maybe put dried fruit in grain salads, but even thinking about fresh fruit, like apple or grapes yeah, and pomegranate is just so lovely. And it just adds that juicy, that juiciness that most, we don't get a lot of juiciness necessarily. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a burst of flavor. It's that burst of kind of fresh, wonderful flavor that, that really perks up the whole meal. Yeah, totally. So um, the other thing I wanted to, now we've talked about appetizers, we've talked about sides and salads and dessert too. So we're obvious, I mean, maybe not obviously, I mean, we could have vegetables for dessert. We could, we do pumpkin, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um I think about fruit desserts and I love them. Mm-hmm. And how do you make those not boring? I have one in my mind that I did that was so beautiful. I mean, of course you turn it into pie. It's not boring. <laughs> turn anything <laughs> into pie, right. which is fine. I mean, I love that. But I think also sometimes just having like roasted, when I go back to roasting, roasted pears. Oh my goodness. I love roasted pears. You drizzle them with a little bit of maybe honey and cinnamon and you roast them. And then they're just delicious with like a little whipped cream or maybe a little scoop of ice cream or mm. even some yogurt and honey. And fresh. Yeah. Just lovely. Just lovely for dessert, a little lighter option. And you can have that along with pie. Like you can have a piece of pie and then also have some roasted fruit. Roasted grapes are lovely. Roasted figs. Um, so I think roasting it, it just kind of makes it feel desserty. Whereas maybe right. if I'm just... And and the other thing, my, if you slice it, it will go. Like if you just put out whole <laughs> fruit, so if you put out a bowl of whole fruit, like no one eats it. But suddenly no. if you just slice it and splay it out beautifully on a plate mm-hmm. and then sprinkle just like fresh. When I was in Italy oh no, Greece th- for a dessert at a regular meal, they would serve like sliced apple or and or pear just with a sprinkle of cinnamon. And it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was so strange how incredible it was. Um, and it, it was lovely. I really feel like that would be beautiful in the holidays if it was presented really nicely. That would be just that one little special extra touch that just takes it to some new place. Like, I feel like also I, you know, I've, I've done this before also um, on the dessert table. I will put sometimes some fresh fruit because sometimes people really have eaten so much that they just can't have the pie and the cake. And, you know, you can put out just some, like you said, some sliced fresh fruit, maybe take um, a fresh pomegranate and cut it kind of, kind of into rough wedges, you know, and people kind of can pick little, little bits of that. You sometimes just want a little taste of something sweet. And so, you know, something as simple as fresh fruit among the other offerings could be really lovely. I totally agree. But just, I think the way you present it could make all the difference. And I love that idea of just like opening the pomegranate and sort of letting people nibble on it like that. I might have yeah. to try that. And that's such a sensuous way to eat it. It really is. And it's another one of those things that might be very familiar to us, but not necessarily to everyone else. A lot of people maybe have never eaten a, a fresh, like never handled a fresh, real pomegranate. So yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Great advice. So is there anything you want to add? I think we really covered a lot. And I feel personally very inspired, even more than usual, to bring the fresh to the holiday table. I think just, you know, enjoy yourself at the holidays, you know, um, enjoy 
everything that the season has to offer. And that does include a lot of beautiful, fresh fruits and vegetables. Very well said. Thank you, Anne. Appreciate your being here. Thanks for listening. I hope you're inspired to make plenty of fresh, festive dishes this holiday season. Join me next time for another One Real Good Thing.